It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The big day is finally here, in-season tournament has arrived in Orlando for a six-game homestand. The challenge I'm making to you, Orlando Magic fans, fill the Amboy Center, and let's do this right on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic today will be or is November 21st, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Orlando Magic begin a critical six-game homestand with a chance to make a major statement. The challenge I have for you fans to rise to the occasion at the Amway Center. We're going to get to that coming up here. Plus... Jonathan Isaac beginning to round into form, show his defensive capabilities, and Jed Howard heading to the G League for a little bit. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, you can download, download us wherever you download your podcast and watch us on YouTube to see this beautiful City Edition jersey that the Magic uh, are, will be wearing uh, for these in-season tournament games. You can check that out wherever on YouTube and also wherever you download podcasts. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Don't forget, too, you can check out the Orlando Magic's home broadcast. Every Orlando Magic home broadcast with our pal Jake Chapman. On the SiriusXM app, just go to the SiriusXM app and search for, or go to the SXM app and search Magic to find the Magic channel and catch the broadcast of every Orlando Magic game. 
It feels like it's been forever since the Orlando Magic have been home. It's only been a week. They they were last there last Saturday against Milwaukee Bucks, but believe it or not, Orlando's only played four games at the Amway Center here through the first 13 games of the season. That's eight road games and a home game, a home game in Mexico City. Having said that, and I, I know I noted this after the after opening night, and I noted this after the Lakers game. Magic fans have brought it this year. Four games at the Amway Center, four sellouts, three and one record. Um, this team is trying to make the Amway Center a fortress. They're trying to protect the kingdom, uh, the protect the kingdom on the rise. And and look, y'all have done the job. Fans who showed up at the Amway Center have showed up for the Magic, not for the Lakers, not for the other team, for the Magic, and have made it known that hey, this is a team to be reckoned with. And, and to their credit. The Magic, except for the second half against Dallas, and even then they only trailed by three with five and a half minutes to go, as bad as that that second half was. Um, the Magic have largely performed. A 105 defensive rating at the Amway Center. I think they're at a 114 and a half offensive rating. Not blowing the doors open by anything, but certainly better than the 108, I think, that they're averaging for the season. The Magic, as you would expect with any young team, perform better at home. And so here we are, Magic back home from a three and one road trip, sitting at eight and five, uh, the best record this team has had at this point of the season in a very long time or in a fairly long time. Still more work to do. The Magic get a six game homestand, six straight games at the Amway Center to build on that record, to get to 10, 11, certainly more than 10, but get to 12 wins before they hit the, hit the road again. They've got the two make the two makeup games as part of the in-season tournament, perhaps in-season tournament quarterfinal games. Uh, and then we will get to really the meat of the schedule and a very, very difficult December to look forward to. At the end of the day, all you can, you know, I, I know I've used this analogy before. You can't lose a golf tournament in the first round. Or you can't win a golf tournament in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. Orlando has not lost it. They put themselves right in the middle of the pack for playoff positioning. They're budding with confidence. They believe in their defense. They believe in what they're doing. And yeah, the offense isn't great, but this is a team that believes in what they're doing. And again, I'm going to challenge the fans here in a minute, but I want to recognize that the fans have brought it. The fans have bought into. And, and when everyone's buying into the whole thing, uh, you know, the conversations I've had are, are conversations you have about teams that believe they can do something very, very big. The Magic have set themselves up to be a, a player in this league, a player in the Eastern Conference, and a team that isn't just going to be fighting for play-in scraps like maybe we thought we would, but a team that maybe can fight for a six-seed or, or be a little bit more. There's a long way to go. It's a long season. There's plenty of ups and downs. The Magic have faced their share already, but this is a big week. Um, getting marquee wins at the Amway Center. I know I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Getting marquee wins at the Amway Center matters for belief for belief for the team belief for the fans it matters for it matters to get everyone else believing in you and saying like oh this team is actually pretty good and look orlando got a nice marquee win against the milwaukee bucks they beat the lakers at home they're doing the job if it, the national media may not quite be on board with this magic team yet but everyone around the league is everyone around the league recognizes how good this magic team can be and how good they all already I will admit, maybe my expectations or what I thought this team was capable of was a bit too low. I think that this team has certainly proven to be a lot more capable than maybe we anticipated. 
And again, a lot of that is the confidence that they have built so far this season. And that's why this homestand is so important. Go four and two, five and one on this homestand. All of a sudden you're sitting at 12 and seven, or you're sitting at 13 and uh, 13 and six. Now you're really cooking. Now you are in the race. You're not just, you know, you'll, you'll hit the quarter mark of the season, but we'll hit the quarter mark of the season um, in about seven, eight games now. Now you're really something. But let's forget about that for a moment. These are big games. This week specifically, these are big games. The Toronto Raptors tonight in the third in-season tournament game, the first in-season tournament game at the AMI Center. And guess what? It matters. The Orlando Magic still have a chance of advancing. They got work to do. One and uh, one, one with a minus 14-point differential. They're going up against Toronto Raptors, their own one with a minus three-point differential. The Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics still ahead of them in the standings. They both got two wins. Orlando is or should be in must-win mode if they want to advance. And, and personally, the Magic, despite the ground they have to make up, and it's considerable, they, they're going to have to really get a big blowout win to have a shot at finishing in second uh, in one of these groups uh, to have, to, or have a shot to finish in second and get and be in the wild card consideration. They got work to do, but it all comes on our floor. We get three, we get two marquee opponents later in the week, Toronto on Tuesday, Denver on Wednesday, Boston for an afternoon game on Friday. And guess what? All three of these games are winnable. If there's one thing the Magic should have us believing at this point is that it doesn't matter who they're facing, this team can win. But they can't do it alone. Eventually they'll have to. Eventually they will need to find their way to do it. But this team cannot do it without the belief and the energy from you, the Magic fans. I do not know what the Magic have planned for the in-season tournament. I don't know if there will be shirts on the chairs. I do not know if they're going to blue and white ignite it. It's not the playoffs quite yet. I don't know how expensive the uh, 18,000 of those shirts are. I don't know how the Magic will make this game feel special. But they don't have to do that because you can do that. Because you, the fans, can give this young Magic team a taste of what an Orlando playoff series can be like. And guess what? You have to do this. Make this a big deal. Make this game, make this moment, make this time, the time that you show this Magic team, hey, we believe in you. We are completely bought into what you're doing. Because guess what? This team has shown us that they can do it. This team has given us proof of concept of, hey, we are not just here to make the play and we are not just here, you know, it wasn't just talk that we can make the playoffs. We can be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. May not be this year. We got a long way to go. We, we know what this team's flaws are. But in one game, in one moment, in our building, we can beat anybody. And so this is a big game. There are stakes to this game. The Magic lose, they are done. They are not advancing in the in-season tournament. You want Friday to be the wild atmosphere that we're expecting Friday to be, regardless, because Boston will bring their fans. It's Black Friday. It's a holiday. It's an afternoon game. We don't. It's a national TV afternoon game. We don't get many of those. It's going to be nuts. We, we pointed to that Boston game when the schedule came out and said, this game is going to be big. 
It didn't matter if it, you know, we believed it would mean something for the NCAA tournament and it certainly may still, still be that way. But this game is big. Tonight's game against Toronto is big. And if we want this Magic team to get as much playoff and big game experience as they can, you have to be the ones to bring it first, to give them that postseason energy. You want the Magic to advance? Well, Orlando can get a 20-point win against Toronto. Toronto is a solid team. They'll defend really, really well. They don't score just like the Magic. If Orlando plays the way we know they're capable of, certainly the way they played on, on Sunday night, but the way they played at the Amway Center so far this year, they can pick up a 15-point win and make things look real interesting heading into the game against Boston. But that starts with you. The Magic will do their part if you give them the energy to do it. And so what I want, what I am calling for, if you are listening to my voice right now and preparing, going to, getting ready, that you will be at the Amway Center Tuesday, Wednesday against Denver, and Friday against uh, Boston, be the energy. Bring that energy to this team and let them know we believe in you. Because this is your showcase. This in-season tournament, this is your chance to let this team know you believe and to let the rest of the league know the Magic are here. I am excited for this game Tuesday. And I'm excited for Wednesday. I'm excited for Friday too. I am excited to see what the Magic do with this opportunity. And I'm excited to see what you, the Magic fans, do with this opportunity. You brought it all year. I'm asking to take it up to another level because it is going to be a fun night at the Amway Center. Jonathan Isaac had his big breakthrough game on Friday. We'll chat a little bit about the numbers and what he has provided this Magic team in the early part of the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season is well underway. I am recording this as the great Kelsey Bowl is going on. Uh, I'm, I just hope both teams have fun. But if you want to score this NFL season, fan, you have to do it with a FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If I'm not mistaken, I looked it up this, this evening for, for my uh, pregame post in the morning. The Magic are favored by one and a half over the Raptors uh, in this game. So the Magic are favored to get to two and one in the in-season tournament game, in-season tournament, and make Friday oh so interesting. Very, very interesting. Again, a lot of things have to happen. Let's take care of business Tuesday night. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make sure you have a great NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to tell you a little bit about a new uh, endeavor and project from Locked On. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Number one question I still get from a lot of people is curiosity about Jonathan Isaac, uh, mostly on the court stuff, and I'm not going to touch the off the court stuff, but um, Jonathan Isaac has remains a major curiosity, and those who have watched this Magic team play have seen why he is someone that still gets everyone curious and excited because despite the injuries lingering, despite everything going on with Jonathan Isaac, he is still turning out to be a pretty darn good basketball player. And we talked a little bit about it in Friday's episode, but because we had another game, we didn't get a chance to really dive deep into things. But Jonathan Isaac had his breakthrough game Friday night. 18, uh, 18 points, I believe, against the, against the Chicago Bulls in that second game. Hit a couple threes. Just made some monster plays around the paint, around the basket. Just gobbled up rebounds. Just, a, just an incredible, incredible, incredible effort from Jonathan Isaac. Coming off of his first back-to-back, back playing his first back-to-back since December 2019, um, this is a this Isaac has been an excellent, excellent player for the Orlando Magic, and, and he has provided exactly what the Magic need from him. Again, Friday's game was by far his best game since returning from injury, but the numbers still suggest and the numbers still show that Isaac. Has, Isaac is making a very real impact defensively. You probably don't need numbers to tell you that. You probably watch the games and be like, oh, yeah, Jonathan Isaac is such a dominant defender. Entering Sunday's game, the Magic have a 94.9 defensive rating with Isaac on the floor. I have no, no reason to believe that that, that, de- that increased or got worse uh, by any significant measure Sunday. Um, no other regular bench player has a defensive rating that good. Uh, no other regular bench player's defensive rating better than 108. Joe Ingles was at 108.1. Again, this is entering Sunday's game. Now, you know, I like using the on-court, off-court uh, defensive ratings. I think it just hint, you know, it, it allows you to kind of hint at what a player's doing. When there is a stark contrast like this, where Isaac, when Isaac's on the floor, teams just don't score. Um, and no, and the next best player is a 108 um, uh, among the bench players, at least among the players that he's typically playing with. To me, that says that either Isaac's with some really good defensive lineups or Isaac's the one causing the defense to be that good. Because Isaac is typically playing with players who do not measure that well. This is Jonathan Isaac in a nutshell. This is who we know 
he can be and know what he is capable of being. We know that he is an excellent defensive player. We know that he is someone that changes the game in that way. Uh, and someone who blocks shots, defends the rim, re- you know, rebounds exceptionally well. That's probably been the su- most surprising thing from Jonathan Isaac is how he has rebounded. But what's been so impressive is how quickly he has gotten into this form, how quickly he has kind of put himself in this spot where he is so reliable on the defensive end. And just the Magic know exactly what they are getting from him every time he steps on the floor. This this is the fun part. And, And this is the part that I think was so unexpected. I've told people for a long time, like, look, Jonathan Isaac's been out so long. Anything the Magic get from him, I would consider a bonus. I would consider that just gravy. I'm not expecting anything from him. Him him just playing is a miracle. But now that he's playing, he is playing really, really well. And like a lot of players on this team, to the point where it's hard not to have him on the floor. The Magic for for the two games in Chicago, and as well as the game against Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, the Magic played Jonathan Isaac essentially at center. Right? Some people have claimed that Paolo is the center. I don't think so. I think Isaac is the center. Um, they have played a front line of Isaac, Wagner, and Paolo. And we knew this lineup was coming eventually, but the Magic want to close with this lineup. And essentially what it does is it allows those three players to switch seamlessly on screen. So, you know, you try to target Paolo Bancaro in a pick and roll. Isaac's the one switching onto the ball handler. That's a mistake. Don't do that. Um, there are enough players who haven't seen Isaac in a long time. They've forgotten that you don't drive on Isaac. He's going to destroy you like he did to DeMar DeRozan on that jumper. Um, and that turned into an Isaac dunk on Friday. Um, Isaac has really found his groove defensively and has been really effective to the point again, where he has to play the magic have to close with him. They should close with him. That's a great decision. And, you know, there's a lot of learning that's going with that. You know, as much as, you know, I think I really believe that the Magic were going to try and keep things very, very simple for him. They weren't going to try and overdo things with Isaac. They know that he's been out for a while, that, you know, he maybe needed some time to get his legs back under him to, to kind of find his groove again. That's fine. That's, that's perfectly understandable. So some of these funkier lineups were probably going to take some time to develop and, and to come to fruition. Um, but they're happening sooner than we thought, certainly sooner than he thought. He said, you know, he's got to do a better job setting screens and kind of finding his role at center. It's not something he's done very much in his career, obviously. Um, he's he's done really, really well. And even, even with not knowing really what he's doing, he's played very, very well uh, in, on that front. Now, here's the trick. Here's the thing as well. Here's the thing then. What Isaac's missing still is the offensive piece. The shot has taken a little bit, a little while to 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 come to come around. Um, you know, it's certainly a certainly something that he still has to develop and still has to grow and and, and still has to kind of get his feet under him. And I think he would be the first to admit that he's still getting his rhythm. Defense comes naturally to him. That's what he's good at. That's just energy. You know, that's just energy. Offense is more technique and. You know, he even said like, you know, sometimes he's just, you know, he's so on his toes defensively that sometimes offensively he's still on his toes. Sometimes he's trying a little, not trying too hard offensively, but he's, you know, he's a fast twitch guy. He's trying, you know, he makes quick decisions and quick moves and quick recoveries. That's still part of 
what he's recovering and learning how to do. But here's the thing. Whatever little bit of offense the Magic get, as long as he's not overshooting, and, and, and there's definitely a belief that maybe he should dial back the shooting a little bit. But as long as he's not overshooting, the offense is going to come naturally to him. And with the defensive impact that he is so clearly making, I, may, I read those stats. If you've watched any of these games, you don't need the stats to tell you that Jonathan Isaac's very good defensively and that he makes an impact on the defensive end. You don't, you don't need stat. You don't need numbers to tell you that. That's true. Um, Isaac has really put a lot of pieces together. And he's going to get better as the season goes on. And, as, and, and that's only going to make this already very good Magic bench that much better. Magic made a bit of transaction news. We'll talk about uh, Jet Howard going to the G League, how long he might be there, and what it says about the Magic and their goals. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for quick work for our friends over at Prize Picks. Uh, look, daily fantasy can be really confusing. A lot of these daily fantasy games have these giant player pools, confusing salary caps. You don't even know how many points you're scoring. It's hard to know what success is. And frankly, you're just happy if you make your money back. Well, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy because it's just you versus the numbers. Simpler is always better. So if you think Paolo Bancaro will score more than 18 and a half, I don't know if that's his projection. It might be, it might not be. Um, but if you think Paolo Bancaro will score more than 18 and a half points in Tuesday's game, you just say more. If you think Scotty Barnes is going to score less than 14 and a half points in his in the game Tuesday, you say less. It's that simple. And with prize picks, you can combine entries with foot with uh you can combine entries with football games, with really any sport that they offer, and they offer a ton of them. Prize picks is the easiest way to play fantasy fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, and most importantly, win. All I have to do is pick two to six of these, two to six of these more or less combinations and watch the money come in, frankly. If you pick, if you get all six of your six six entry correct, then you win 25 times your money. I know on an on a four-pick entry, if you eat, even get three correct, you win like twice your money. So it's it's not just getting them all correct. It's it's really, it's really a skill. So check out prize picks today. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA and use code lockdown NBA for a first deposit match. Of up to one hundred dollars again. That's PrizePicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic made a little bit of news on Monday. They said they announced that they were sending Jet Howard down to the G League to, to, to practice and work with the Osceola Magic. Uh, if you looked at Osceola Magic's uh, uh, Twitter handles and, and, and socials, 
They did have photos of Jed Howard practicing with the team. They practiced at the Amway Center practice court. So not too far away. The Magic were off on Monday. Um, Jed Howard has been officially ruled out for Tuesday's game while he's on a G League assignment, but I don't think this will be very long. Um, you know, I, I saw some Magic fans going like, oh, we're sending our 11th pick down to the G League. No, like this is what you do. This is how you use your G League team. Your player hasn't been getting in, in, in games very often. Maybe hasn't been able to get that. The team hasn't been able to get practice time a lot because of how long the schedule is. Your G League team's at home. You're at home. You send your guy down to the G League, let him get a couple practice in, practices and let him, let him build some confidence, let him just get some reps in. They're running the same stuff, essentially. That's that's what the G League is there for. And if you get can get him in a game, great. Um, it's not clear how long Jet will be with the G League team. Osceola is heading to Texas uh, on Wednesday to play a couple games against Rio Grande, against the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. Then they head to Austin to play the Austin Spurs and then to Oklahoma City to play the OKC Blue. Um, that's why the Magic are home at, at the Amway Center. So I I believe that what's probably going to happen is Jet is going to pr- practice with G- with Osceola on Monday. We'll practice again with them Tuesday and then we'll be recalled before Tuesday's game but will not dress for Tuesday's game. He'll be available for Wednesday's game against the Nuggets. This is how you're supposed to use the G League guys. Like this is this is literally what it's supposed to be for. Um, if you have players who are out of your rotation who are not getting a lot of playing time, this is a way to get them reps, get them in practice, get them in games. This is what the G League is for. So I think we all suspected that Jet, possibly even Anthony, might get this treatment because we entered this season, and you can go back and listen to the podcast I did about this back in September, October. Um, we both we all suspected that both would struggle to get into the playing rotation. Obviously, injuries have pushed Anthony Black in the rotation, and all credit to Anthony Black. Black has earned his playing time. He is really good defensively. He makes an impact. It, he does so many positive things, even though he's not scoring a ton, um, and his shooting has started to come back down to earth after the hot start. Um, you you can't not play him. He's, he's too good not to play. Uh, and so that... Is to be expected. That's 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 what that so black is gonna probably stay on the periphery of the rotation even after Markel uh, Markel Fultz returns from the left knee tendonitis that's kept them out here for, for a couple of weeks. Jet has been frankly just completely out of the rotation. Um, you know, Caleb Houston's getting minutes ahead of him right now when when the when the magic need to go go that deep into the bench. Um, Jet's out of the rotation. He's one for ten to start the year, but you know, those minutes he hasn't played any significant minutes. I think he's played only 23 total minutes across five games. Um, just we're not learning a lot about Jet Howard right now. And I would always urge you, you know, you don't bring rookie, you don't draft rookies for the rookie year. Be patient with him. We knew this was a player that was going to take time, that was going to need some a, a few moments to to build himself and and yeah, Jordan Hawkins might make a more immediate impact, but Jordan Hawkins also would not be playing on this team. Like who's he playing above? He's not playing above Gary Harris, he's not playing above Joe Ingles. He's you know, he doesn't play the same position essentially. Uh, as as a Caleb Houston, he's he's a two he's a two who can't play three, and and that's obviously something the Magic don't value. But I want to make sure that this point is clear. Just because you know, again, rookies that you don't draft a rookie for their rookie year, it's for the whole contract. We got four years to get Jet Howard around into form, and certainly this is a learning year for him, and a year to kind of get his legs under him. And 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 look, rookies need opportunities. Rookies, rookies need chances. You can't just leave them on the shelf and then ex- and then throw them in there and expect them to do well. They need an opportunity to make mistakes. But here's the thing. 
the magic are not in the mistake business anymore. Um, yes, Paolo's making mistakes. Franz is making mistakes. They make up for that because they're really good at other things. Right now for rookies like Jed Howard and Anthony Black, where the magic are at, they need them to fill roles. They need them to be very good at specific things to see the court. Anthony Black is an excellent defender. This is a defensive team. They want defense. Defense is how you get on the court. Why? You know That's why Anthony Black's going to be impossible to play. That's why Jonathan Isaac is so valuable for this team because their defense is so, so good. Jed Howard at Michigan, not known as a good defender. In fact, that's one of the reasons why I kind of had him off my board because I didn't think he was anywhere near the defender that the Magic usually like. Now, Jeff Weltman would say the injury slowed him down defensively and they believe they can groom him into being a, a smarter defender. That's probably the process that's going, going on right now and what's kept him from seeing the floor. But Jed Howard is a developmental project. And the Magic right now, because they're in a playoff race, because they are a team that is expecting to win, that's you know gone from this level where they play rookies no matter what, and it's whatever. Jeff Wellman said it. Rookies got to earn their keep. Rook, you know, there are no minutes to give to anybody. And so Jet Howard not being able to crack the rotation, you know, Anthony Black being in and out of the rotation, that's a sign of where this team is at and how much they've grown this year. I don't think Jet, you know, Jet Howard's not going anywhere. He's still going to be around. The Magic are still going to use him. And, and he will have his moment. Again, I, re- I will repeat this. Everybody on this team is going to make an impact at some point. Everybody, the Magic will need everybody on this team at some point this season. And so this is helping Jet Howard get ready. This is helping him be ready for that opportunity because it's coming and he's got work to do to be ready for it when it comes. Like I said, I suspect we will hear that Jet Howard has been recalled to the Magic either right before tip-off on Tuesday or early Wednesday. I don't expect him to be on that trip to Texas with the Osceola Magic just because he was just on a four-game road trip, came back home, go back out on a road trip, come back to the come back to the main club, go back on a road trip. I don't see them making him do three road trips right in a row. The Magic will have time to practice next week. They've got a couple of days off between games, got a couple of days off between games. Uh, so I suspect that Jet is just getting some extra practice time with, with Osceola Monday and Tuesday. You'll be back with the main roster uh, roster for Wednesday's game, and, and we'll see where the Magic go from there. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in the Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to Of course, check us out on YouTube as well. Search for youtube.com slash at Locked on Magic, I think is the URL directly, but search for Locked on Magic. You'll be able to find us on YouTube too. You can also check us check me out at Omagic Daily for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Uh, you can follow us there on Twitter at Omagic Daily. And don't forget to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, um, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Um, as a brief kind of site announcement, the site, the Orlando Magic Daily uh, I don't know if it will go down overnight, but we are doing a server migration, so I will not have post-game coverage on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. However, I will make my takeaways post, uh, my at-the-buzzer takeaways post on my Patreon page, free and available for all of you, so you can use that opportunity to check out my Patreon page, the content that I'm putting up there. Um, but uh, but you, can, you can check out the content there. 
Um, but you can get my immediate thoughts on the game for free on my Patreon page after Tuesday's game. Uh, I'll put that out on my socials as well. And then we'll have a full re uh, my usual recap and, and take away from the game on Orlando Magic Daily, hopefully uh, around noon on on uh, Wednesday, um, as that's when I'm, I've been told the site will be when the migration will be complete and the site will be ready ready to go. New look site's gonna look it's gonna look fresh, just like the Jersey looks fresh. Um, so so uh, thank you all for for your patience with that. Don't forget to check out the new Locked On, uh, the new Locked On twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube as well. Locked On Sports is here for you twenty four seven, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me of Locked On plus national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to this first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel. I think I've covered everything there. One more time, my challenge to you, Magic fans. Make the Amway Center loud. Let's make this a playoff atmosphere. Let's show this team that we believe in them. And let's show this team what the playoffs are going to be like at the Am at the Amway Center when they get there, not if they get there. When they get there, let's make let's make this homestand really really count and and prove them and show the world that the that not only the Magic are here, Orlando Magic fans are here too. Very very excited for these these games coming up. I will see you all there. I'm excited to see the court. I'm excited to see this in season tournament. I'm excited to see it all, and hopefully the Magic deliver a win so we can make Friday all the more special. Until then, we will recap the Magic's game against the Toronto Raptors on our next episode of Locked On Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.